welcome everybody to Rusty Rupees episode 72. I'm one of your hosts, Darren, and with me as always, I'm my boy, Justin. I'm really excited, and I did a lot of research for this. Deontay? I'm in Justin's kitchen, and then I can verify he's really excited. And Cameron? I'm tired, but at the same time, quite awake. It's like this weird limbo between the two. What's up, y'all? What's up, Cam? And with us today, we have a very special guest. Joining us, we have Ubisoft's Yusuf Magid. How's it going, bro? Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here, and I gotta say, I'm a little nervous about the research. So, we'll, we'll see what that means. This is gonna be like a Nardwar interview. We're gonna bring up like dark secrets from your past. It's gonna be crazy. I mean, that's what it sounds like. We spoke to your third grade teacher. <laughs> you, did you find the bodies? Did you find them? Oh man, I think I think I might have uncovered at least one. Oh god. Oh goodness. So you know, it's gonna be a ride. <laughs> But yeah, so we're just here, we're, you know, we could go over some news, like why, you know, they might be remaking The Last of Us for some reason. That's besides the point. We're why? not going to, we're not going to talk about that because, because Yusuf's here, we're just going to have a good old grand time and just make a new friend today. Hopefully that's how this ends and he doesn't feel like, you know, maybe I don't need to talk to them ever again. We're a good time <laughs> though, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I hope not to make him run for the hills too much. I mean, oh no, I'm here for a good time. That's what we're here to bring, brother. Here for a good time, not a long time. (laughs) (laughs) But so, Yusuf, for the people, go ahead. Tell the people who you are, what you do, what you about. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, So, how's it going, everyone? My name is Yusuf McGeed. Um, I work for Ubisoft. Um, I'm part of the Ubisoft News team. My official title uh, is Associate Editorial Communications Manager. Basically, a whole bunch of words that mean yes. that I host and produce content internally for Ubisoft uh, that is then shared externally. Uh, so I I stream on the Ubisoft Twitch channel twice a week. We make I make uh, videos, VOD, VODs for the YouTube channel. Um, I write articles for news.ubisoft.com. I interview a lot of people, a lot of people at the company, um, and kind of just try to uh, add more of a human element to our games a lot of the times. Uh, that's what I do professionally. Um, personally, I am 29 year old, uh, Egyptian Muslim man, uh, living in beautiful Oakland, California, my brother, and, uh, yes, sir. you know, when, uh, when I'm not playing for games for work, I'm usually, you know, playing them for fun, working out, I'm, I'm baking, I'm making some hunger traps, uh, or spending time with my lovely girlfriend, Belinda. Shout outs to Belinda oh, though. Hey. Also an amazing uh, human being who does amazing things. Shouts Belinda out. Garcia is an amazing human doing amazing things, and uh, yeah, she's napping five feet away from me right now. Aww. Naps are nice. Nice. Yeah. Naps are great. But so, <laughs> speaking of those videos, any of the Just Dance ones you make are hilarious, and keep that keep that energy, bro. I appreciate you know, all of that energy. I thank you, Thanks. thank you. Uh, it's been so hard to stream Just Dance since we've been in a work from home situation. That, yeah. Like, I can't wait to get back into the office and like into our studio and get to do that again because that game, that game is just a blast. I do have to say though, it can be a bit awkward playing it in the middle of a work day and getting all like hot and sweaty and being like, well, I can't really go home and shower right now, so I just gotta kind of stay like this. That's true. They don't have Plug showers on site. The the day. 
you know, there might be like one bathroom in the office with a shower, but uh, you know, I don't want to be that person. I'm not, I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be the first person you got, that uh, you got breaks your it in. Feet in the sink and shit. Yeah. Trying to scrub your feet off in the sink. Uh, you know, just a hard day at work. Nothing crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just dancing. So let me ask you this. How how did you land at Ubisoft? What what was your journey up to this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's it's it's hard it's a hard it's not a hard question to to explain, but uh, it's a very unusual path, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I studied architecture in college. Um I went to Tufts University. Uh, it's in a, a suburb outside Boston, um, small liberal arts school. And uh, I studied architectural studies, um, which think of it as like art history with like a focus on architecture, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you got your okay. master's, right? So, yeah. And then I doubled down and I got my master's um, at UCLA. Um, I went to be an architectural design student. I thought I wanted to be an architect. Um, about a year in, the, um, less than a year, half a year in, I just realized I didn't want to be an architect. Um, but I still loved the field. Um, I still loved the history, the theory of it. So, uh, I switched over, um, and did a different masters, uh, with a focus on, on history and theory, uh, rather than design and half towards the end of my first year of that program, I kind of realized that there was space to write about digital and virtual worlds, uh, in a way that, that no, no one else at the university was doing at least at the time. Um, and so I ended up writing my master's thesis on architecture in video games because mm. um, oh, there is wow. a lot of similarity wow. between the two, the two art forms. And so I did that uh, for a while and um, I was doing a little bit of freelancing um, at some, some small publications, um, kill screens, probably most notably um, before that, that sort of went out uh, of business. But uh from there, I moved back to the Bay Area. Um, I was living in LA at the time. Um, I moved back to the Bay Area and I started working at SF MoMA, which is the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. Mm-hmm. And I was giving tours there um, for quite some time, actually. Over, I overlapped a little bit with uh, my time at Ubisoft, but while I was there, hey man, it's a I, journey. Oh yeah, oh it's yeah, a journey. It was, it was a hustle for a while. Hey, uh, you know, I think I, I had three different jobs at one point. Um, but I saw your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean Bro, as anyone knows too, there's, jobs. there's jobs that don't go on the LinkedIn profile too. There's jobs that, you know, are, yeah. that no one needs to know about. Those aren't necessary. <laughs> yeah. They, side hustle. Yeah, side hustle. exactly. So I'm guessing throughout this whole time, you're already into games, right? You had an interest in games, even as just like a, a simple gamer, like someone who plays games. Were you... Were you an avid gamer at that time? A thousand percent, yeah. I'd been I'd been okay. a gamer as you know as long as I can remember. Um, it's you know since you know my uncle passed down his his, his old Atari twenty six hundred and like that was like oh, wow. that was what my brother and I we were, we were playing tanks you know like we were playing nice. centipede on that space invaders like mm-hmm. we were you know we were into that for sure and then you know we eventually got an N sixty four and then. I think really when, when I got my PS2 uh, was when was when I, I realized this was like more than just like a casual hobby. Like this yeah. was this was like kind of a, an, an obsession. But it, honestly, <laughs> it, it really wasn't until grad school, like 2015, I want to say that I was like, oh, I want to work in this field. Yeah. Um, right. I, I always just thought it was just a casual you know, side thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, while I was uh, working at SF MoMA, uh, I 
got lunch with a friend of mine and I had, I had literally just started thinking about, you know, avenues and spaces, ways to get into the games industry. And I, I thought, Hey, maybe I could do PR. Um, you know, I'm a good writer. I'm a good communicator. I know this industry, um, pretty well. And, um, I, I met with my friend and, you know, she actually had worked in PR and she said, you know, I, I should introduce you to someone. And she introduced me to her old boss. Um, her old boss I met, met up with, showed her around the museum. Um, which is like a great, it's like a great icebreaker and a great way to like show your level of competency is to give someone a really good tour. Yeah. Uh, mm, mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I did that. And then, um, she literally, we, we sat down at a cafe. She literally opened up her laptop, opened LinkedIn and was like, all right, who do I know in games? Um, and she pulled up someone that she knew at Ubisoft. They were, you know, they had an open position, uh, or open hiring for a PR intern at the time. And, uh, she passed along a recommendation for me. Um, wow. You know, two interviews later, uh, I ended up getting the role. Nice. And, uh, wow. yeah, that was late 2016. Um, I came in as a PR intern and then, uh, at the beginning of God, gosh, I'm trying to early 2018. I think it was, um, I switched over from, doing uh, kind of traditional PR to the Ubisoft news team, which is Mm -hmm. more internal content creation. Um, And Mm -hmm. I've been there ever since. Loving it. Dope. Dope, dope, dope. And are you... you, um, So I know that obviously you're featuring in the videos, but are you actually creating the content as well? So are you editing or do you have like a separate team to go out and do that for you? So our team is... um, You know, there's a few people on our team and there's... uh, We have dedicated video editors that do that do the heavy lifting when it comes to, to video editing. There's times mm-hmm. where I'll make something and because I wrote the script, I recorded the VO, I captured the gameplay. I, I kind of mm-hmm. know the best sort of, you know, string. The, like I, I can place things on the t- on a timeline in, you know, yeah. in Premiere a little bit faster. So I'll go and do sort of just a rough pass of like, all right, this, this clip should go here, this clip should go here, this clip should go here, match it up to the VO a little bit like that. And then I'll pass mm-hmm. it along to one of our video editors who is, who are much more talented, much more skilled than I am um, at it. And they, they clean it up. They make it look professional and perfect and add overlays and things like that. Nice. So did you work, did you work for, um, when you were doing your internship, did you work on E3? I did. Yeah. Yeah. E3 2017 was my first uh, E3. The first E3 I was to. What was that like? Yeah. That that was going to be my next question. It was awesome. Honestly, it was, that was a dream come true. Um, you know, if you've, if you follow this industry, like I'm, you know, we all do, um, going to E3 is, is, you know, the dream. That's the, um, you know, it's, it's the Mecca of games. I haven't, I haven't. That was my time in 2013 was the only time I've been. Yeah. So PS4, Xbox one year. Uh, that was, that's a nice year. That was a fun year. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, Justin, hopefully it comes back. Hopefully you didn't miss it. Um, but yeah, right. I think, uh, it was, I mean, it was everything I, I hoped it was, it was kind of a, I think it was a little bit of a weird first C3 cause it was a lot of people's first C3 cause it was the first time yeah. they opened up to consumers. Oh, that's right. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's- so, so I was hearing a lot from my colleagues and, you know, you know, industry vet friends who were like, Oh wow, this is, this is different. And you know, like the, the show floor was, you know, twice as crap packed as normal. And, um, you know, E3, the, the ESA sort of figured things out, I think, uh, in the following years and, and made things much more efficient. Um, but that first year and, you know, being an intern, especially, uh, that first year was, was like a a little, uh, chaotic. You know, I remember work, you know, just being on the show floor for, for the entire day and, 
uh, at the time, you know, at the Ubisoft booth, we were launching Just Dance 2018, it must have been then. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there was like four Just Dance songs that like we had shown off and that they were just looped like all over and over and over again at the booth. And I'm like, oh God, I have these songs like, <laughs> ingrained in my memory now. <laughs> For the rest of your days, yeah. but it was it, it was like it was such a great learning experience though, and like it was so it was so great to one get to see the floor and like you know yeah I, I was lucky enough you know even as an intern and you're usually you're just so busy that you don't have a spare minute but uh, like my manager at the time was like you know don't worry about it like take take half an hour to go wander the show floor take an hour like get to, like explore a little bit see see what E three is all about um, it's such an energy it's such an oh, energy yeah. to that place oh yeah. It was it was so great. Um, it, E3, I always say, is my favorite week of the entire year. Um, wow. I look for yeah. I've got I've been lucky enough to go to three E3s now. Um, each one just gets you know more fun, more exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I I make this 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 joke all the time, but it it feels like adult sleepaway camp. Um, you know, <laughs> and, and you know the the longer you know as as you kind of like. You get to know people and, you know, you're, you, everyone's within this, you know, 10, 20 block radius in downtown Los Angeles. And yeah. just, you, you walk most places and you run into people and it's like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, let's, you know, you, you chat for five minutes. How's your three going? You know, great, whatever. You know, it, it's like very superficial most of the time. You don't really get time to like actually see and visit people. Yeah. But mm-hmm. at the same time, but you still, know. Still, even just to see them in passing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, at the same time, though, like there's especially in the video game industry, there's so much social connections that happen just on Twitter and, and social media that, yeah. you know, it feels like, you know, people, but you've never actually met. And then E3 is actually the time where it feels like, okay, dope. I've, I've now met this person in real life. Yeah. I, right. I can put like an accurate face. I know how, like, I thought this person was, was, you know, way taller than they are, way shorter yeah. than they are. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. On my experience with PAX last year, that was the first time that I've gone to like a convention like this since we had started the podcast, at least. And just mm-hmm. like you were saying, you just start meeting people on Twitter and start interacting. And then once you get that chance to actually meet them, you're like, oh, you're a real person that right. I can. Yeah. I now say that for I know, you know, you it's such a such an energy and feeling that just can't be duplicated in those in other situations. It's good. Yeah, PAX I think is a little bit better for that than E3. Uh, True, because chaos, right? Like it's a little bit like people have fewer meetings usually at PAX. Like yeah, they're, they're it, it's a little bit more concentrated. Everyone's like closer to the same area, and like I, it felt like there was. It feels like I think there's a little bit more time to to network at a PAX, at least you know in my experience than mm-hmm. an E3, which which is very business forward, which is you know grand scheme like your your schedule is packed usually you know for at least 12 hours a day damn jesus damn damn damn. (laughs) so let me ask you this what what would you say has been um one highlight of your career at ubisoft thus far Ooh, that's a good question it's it's so hard to pick one honestly and like cam with the questions it's (laughs) (laughs) uh i mean there's so many there's so many good ones i the the one i i think of first like when you ask that question cam is um so for for the launch of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, which is one of my favorite games of all time. So like, I mean, the reason I work for Ubisoft, the reason I'm a Ubisoft fan is Assassin's Creed. I absolutely adore yep. Assassin's Creed. It, it you know I've played every big entry in the franchise, and um, 
Good. That was going to be my next <laughs> question. Favorite Ubisoft <laughs> game. And so you yes. just answered that. <laughs> um, but I, so there's that aspect. And then, you know, I mentioned I studied architectural history. Um, mm. I also studied architectural history and I studied um, archaeology as well. Um, okay. And I even taught uh, Greek and Roman uh, archaeology while I was doing my, my master's oh, at UCLA. Dope. So Bro, I was actually upset that you didn't do more of your YouTube videos because I, I watched the, the one that's on your channel right now where you were running through and, and giving the Oh, my personal? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I actually really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, what Justin's referencing is um, okay. I did, this was back in 2016, a few months before I started working for Ubisoft. Mm. Um, I was trying to teach myself Premiere. I was trying to teach myself video game capture and, you know, just to sort of make myself a, a, a better candidate. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I recorded, so I, I, when I was an undergrad, I studied abroad in Florence for four months. Um, so I, and I studied architecture there, wow. which... If you want to get to know a city, study architecture in that city, um, and you will get to know it very well. And so what I did is a, I did an architectural tour of Florence through Assassin's Creed 2. Um, and oh, I edited it together. Um, my first time ever doing VO, and it's probably terrible. And you know, I, I struggle to go Bro, back to that video. So good. <laughs> um, but it I uploaded it on my YouTube good. channel, and um, I actually had plans to do more. I actually did. I, have, I had one for Assassin's Creed 1 that's like 94 percent finished uh, that mm. never went up actually um but justin i actually i actually kind of picked up that series again officially for ubisoft um and it's a we we call it the real history series um so it's it's the same premise of basically going through the assassin's creed games um much tighter much more co cohesive much tighter mm. scripts um and just like focusing on okay you know, you know these games for these events that happened. This is the real story. This is the real history that was going yeah. on. Um, and that I love doing that stuff. I love it so much. It's 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 one of the few things I get to do that really makes me feel like I'm uh, I'm validating my educational. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I feel that. <laughs> All right. So yeah, those, those seven years at university weren't uh, weren't a complete waste. But uh, yeah, I actually had yeah. a I actually had a lot of fun uh, watching that video. So, oh, thank you. I appreciate like, that. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was very knowledgeable, and uh, you know, I left I left after watching that video feeling like I knew a little bit more. So, thank you. It's the only video on my YouTube channel, and it has like a sneaky know. number <laughs> high views. It has like ten thousand views, and I'm like always oh, surprised, wow. like because it's so yeah. good. <laughs> thank you. But yeah, so I mean, now I mean, I guess the the job or the, you know the point of the video in a way worked out because I'm you know. I'm oh, yeah, working for you on that. that. I'm making them there. Mm -hmm. right. So let me ask this when it comes to Assassin's Creed. It's a two-parter. So favorite game, but also if, if they could be separate, favorite time period that's covered. Oh, okay. I mean, so I'll say my favorite game is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, okay. I absolutely adore. So I, like I said, I adore the classical world. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, I mean, to really quick go back and answer Cam's question, the the my the the highlight for me was there was a there was a sort of preview uh, trip that where we went to Greece um, to sort of visit what? all the locations the developers did that were you know encapsulating uh, the game and the influences that they pulled and how they were recreating this world by visiting what? Greece itself. Wow. And as someone who who studied this stuff for years and, and even taught it right. and had never been to Greece. It was wow. It was like a, it was a dream come true to go and then and to go for this video game that yeah. 
it itself was kind of the reason I got into architecture too. Like I fell in love with Assassin's Creed two. And I was like, this is amazing. Like I, I, I want to go to Florence and that's where I, I first started studying architecture. And it was, it, it just, everything had felt like it had come full circle. And I was like, I, I feel like I am the exact right person to be where I am right now. Um, and I got to make three separate of those sort of history videos about, and about culture and, you know, society and, and myths, um, in ancient Greece, um, about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And it was absolutely my, my favorite thing of the job, uh, for sure. So it's incredible. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And then, um, Darren, sorry, you're, what was the, the other part of the question? So, um, the favorite time period that, uh, oh. an Assassin's Creed games covered. So if, if it's Odyssey, cool, but it's like, if you know, favorite I'll, game, I mean, I'll give you a different time. answer. I'll give okay. you a different answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, but, but that means that Odyssey was it. Aha, got it. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, just for the, for the sake of, you know, interest, I guess. Um, I think, I mean, there's so many good ones. You know, again, like the, the Italian Renaissance is fantastic. I actually think the, the original game set in, um, you know, during the Third Crusades, in, yeah. you know, in, in the Holy Land was like i think that's what initially drew me honestly to the franchise um and just because yeah me too at least in, in 2007 like you didn't see that kind of thing like you, yeah like yeah. it's like a historical game set in like an arab world like what okay like yeah like, let, let me see what this is about so that honestly might be my choice of just like it was you know the it was the spark that that sort of pulled me in but i don't think you can go wrong with any of the time periods they're all fantastic I have a follow-up question to that. For um, what time period would you pick for the next Assassin's Creed game? Is there any mm. time periods? As someone who's studied history, where would you like to see um, an Assassin's Creed game take place? I mean, honestly, like this, this is like a excuse me. Uh, this is like not like a definitive answer, but like I would, <laughs> I'd like to see it go like anywhere. Like I, I like, I think maybe away from like a, a classical European Judeo-Christian yeah. society um, or civilization. Like I think there's so much, so many interesting places to explore in like in Mesoamerica um, or, mm. you know, if, if you go out in, into East Asia, Southeast Asia, there's so much, so many interesting cultures, so many, so much rich history there that I'd absolutely yeah. love to, you know, see something go there. Um, yeah, I mean, that I don't. I don't think there there is a bad choice, really. They could really take it anywhere, right? Yeah, I mean, that's I'll, I'll, that's the amazing thing about the series. <clears throat> Sorry, Justin, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, I want to be kind of a little controversial for a moment. <sighs> uh, how, how did how did you feel about the Assassin's Creed timeline, like the switch up? <laughs> what, what, what he means mean? like the modern so, day timeline that's yeah so in like Assassin's when Creed. it went from Desmond to not Desmond. Oh, okay. Wait, so, sorry. When you went from Desmond, to, like, you mean, like, that there was a modern-day timeline? Yes. Is that what you're asking? What yeah. happened okay. post-3 in the modern-day timeline? Yeah. Oh, what happened like, post-3? Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know what, what everyone's level of experience is here um, with Assassin's Creed, um, how, or how much of it have you all played, um, specifically Valhalla, because I think... Um, it's been sitting so right I, here, and I need to play it. <laughs> oh, okay. So I think, um, I mean, to answer your question, I think the modern day stuff. Um, I think you know it, it's gone through. It's gone through certainly some some like uh, iterations here and there, and 
but I think I think where they are now, I I love it. I think it's it's so fascinating. I think it, you know, the modern day storyline is is what connects these games and you know what what brings everything together. And so, um, I think if you play Valhalla, and I don't want to be too spoilery because it's still it's still pretty new out there. Okay. Um, but there are so many things that it brings back and it connects and it mm. it it. it, it Oh, you know okay. ties that it wraps up and and you know bows that it puts on things and then and then uh, you know it being assassin's creed questions that it raises even more that you right. you hadn't maybe thought about um we actually just i just recorded um i say just but it was it was a you know a month ago now maybe <laughs> we uh we posted a um assassin's creed ending discussion with the narrative director darby mcdevitt um who's been on the franchise you know almost since since the beginning um and it's it was just so awesome to get to pick his brain and just be like, all right, I, look, I just played this game. I put 120 hours into this game. I got questions. And like, that's one of the really nice things about working for Ubisoft is I get to, you know, I get to ask the, the person responsible for those mm-hmm. things. Um, right. So yeah, I would say, uh, I think it's, I think it's fascinating what's going on um, in the modern day storyline. Again, I, I want to avoid spoilers, but um, yeah, if you, uh, if you have questions or, you know, you, you, you maybe have things wondering Valhalla, I think answers a ton of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like that. Dope. I want to, I want to rekindle Dope. my love for the series. And... Oh, well, what's the last Assassin's Creed everyone played? So the last one I played was, um, was Origins and I okay. played a decent amount of it. And I think I put it down purely because I was getting overwhelmed by how, ridiculously massive the world is there's so much in that game there's so yeah. much um and i had need to pick black it up flag since was then. my last yeah one. okay black, yeah, flag. black flag was my black flag was uh, my last, last full run yeah. okay i mean so i mean i gotta say so black flag origins and valhalla are all made by the same development team um and so i, I my last one was unity oh unity okay yeah yeah i mean yeah. i got I think honestly, like a, a good buddy of mine, Barrett Courtney, um, he works over at Kind of Funny. Hey, shout out Barrett! Yeah, yeah. Um, he he just ran through all mainline Assassin's Creed games. Bro, that whole that series that he did was <laughs> yes. wild. Jesus. It was insane. The, the man, the man is a monster. I don't know how how he has time to do it all, um, but I, I love him so much. And he he actually so he he went through and you know did Assassin's Creed in review and ranked them all. And uh, he put Assassin's Creed Syndicate number one, and I, wow, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was hmm. a surprise to me too. And I don't know if I, I, you know, I wouldn't. It's not my personal number one, but I completely understand every reason he does put it there, and and okay. why people love it. And I think, I think it really is one of the under uh, most underappreciated AC games. I wish I could have fallen in love with that game like uh, a couple of my friends did. Uh, just syndicate specifically syndicate like mm-hmm. all of the advertisement kind of actually pulled me in i was really ready for this game and this story but up to this point my favorite game i think honestly my favorite game still is two because mm. um, Ezio's beautiful Ezio's, <laughs> yeah um but i don't know it just didn't hit me the way i wanted it to hit me yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, th- th- that's that's what I love about the the series, though, is that especially now, like looking back later, we're fourteen years almost out from the originals. That you get so many different time periods, you have so many different protagonists, and you have so many different 
like styles of gameplay in a way yeah. now that like mm, everyone yeah, yeah. everyone's favorite is is kind of all over the place and right. i i think everyone is is justified like i think there's a there's a compelling reason and sound argument to to for every for every game to be someone's favorite mm-hmm. has it been confirmed that um watch dogs is part of the assassin's creed universe or is this just like a myth no no it is it is confirmed that is a thing oh it's confirmed yeah yeah okay um so there's references um i think in the original Watch Dogs, there's a reference yeah and then um mm-hmm. they're I'm, I'm, no reference yeah 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 um and i'm forgetting there, there's maybe a, a one more other in-game reference but actually um Watch Dogs Legion, um, which is sort of rolling out its post-launch content uh, soon, is actually bringing a modern-day assassin as a playable character. Oh, dope. What? Yeah, so like, there's like a member what? of the Assassin's Order that will be coming to Watch Dogs Legion. What? Yes. Okay. Dope. Okay. <laughs> That's dope. So, yes, they, they are Give the same. reasons to play m- more games. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's dope. Okay, so they are part of the same world then. Okay, mm-hmm. would that would that ever be like an official like story link or like combined Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs game? Do you think or that you know? honestly, I don't know. You know, those decisions you know are are, are not ones I get to make. Um, I think you know the fact that that Darcy, who's the the, the assassin that's coming to Watch Dogs um, Legion, you know, the fact that that's happening you know makes me think anything could be possible um but right. you know y- your guess honestly is as good as mine dope okay for sure is okay. aiden love, pierce an assassin because <laughs> i've been saying this for years i've been saying this since watch dogs was out and they had the reference in there i'm like oh no i think aiden pierce is an assassin. <laughs> he, he, he is, is dead sec just like the uh the, the assassin's <laughs> order re- reborn <laughs> Keep it a rebranded. <laughs> yep, there Keep it is. Keep it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. so we can scrub give that you from a... the episode. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Yusuf, I'm gonna have a bit of a a bit of a WTF moment. Oh, God. and I know that you're not responsible for this, but you are our do it. Ubisoft do it, representative oh, God. Right Do it, Cam. Do it. You were do in it. the spotlight. So let me start off by saying two of my favorite games do it, um, by do Ubisoft, it. Um, other than Assassin's Creed, are Beyond Good and Evil mm. and Prince of Persia. Do it, mm. do Great picks. Great picks. This, Fantastic games. Hit him with Do you it. see where I'm going with this, though? <laughs> do you see where I'm going? This is our game. Okay, Cam, so I have no idea. Hit me. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's start off with Beyond Good and Evil. Where is it? <laughs> Where is it? They, we, we, we heard that Beyond Good and Evil was coming maybe f- five years ago? Six? I don't know. It was a very long time ago, I feel like. And, and it's just not coming. And, and, and I get excited for it every time it kind of pops up again or we hear like a little bit of news. And it looks incredible. But then... I don't know if it's just ever going to come. And so I just wanted to see your thoughts on that first, and then we'll get to Prince of Persia afterwards. Uh, I mean, this man in trouble. Okay. okay uh, no, I appreciate the question. Um, you know, I really, I, I really can't say and don't know uh, much, you know, other than, you know, it's, it's still being worked on. Um, I know that okay. there are a lot of very hardworking people, uh, fantastic people over at uh, Ubisoft Montpellier working on the game. But, uh, you know, other than that, you know, I don't, I don't, 
no information I have to tell you. That, that's, a, that's a question for, uh, you know, U- Ubisoft <laughs> official com- the comms team. Thank you, Yusuf. Thank, okay. thank you. But I appreciate everything still. you just said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm glad to know that it's still coming. Oh, um, Cameron. <laughs> and, okay, I'm going to leave my Prince of Persia questions then. Yeah, I was about to say, don't even ask the Prince of Persia question. I love, I love Prince of Persia. Um, that is your game. And, and, and I think that um, any sh- shade that I directed towards Assassin's Creed was partially fueled by the fact that I think when Assassin's Creed came along, um, Ubisoft just kind of forgot about Prince of Persia and that made me upset. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, I mean, there, there was a Prince... <laughs> a lot of people don't know this. Like, there was... I mean, there's a Prince of Persia that came out in 2008, so that was that was a post mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed game, and then mm-hmm. in 2012, Prince of Persia: The Forgotten Sands came out, um, yep. which you know, again, was that was you know in the in the meat of the Assassin's Creed, um, you know, yeah, Assassin's Creed was already going, at yeah, that yeah, point, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, it's it's not as you know, there haven't been as few games as as, as most people think, but uh, you know, I'm I'm very excited for the Sands of Time remake. Um, oh, that was too. actually. That was like one of the, the early games I got on PS2 that that was like, again, it was one of those things where like I just I was like, oh, people are are telling stories about or like, are are making games about this this area of the world. Like, right. I didn't I didn't think that was a thing. Right, incredible game. So, that first so, game, so man. it's coming, right? We're gonna get it soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the game is is you know being worked on currently. <laughs> it is a hard uh hard at work that the teams over at the uh, Ubisoft uh, Pune and Ubisoft Mumbai are, are working on those games, and uh, I'm I'm just ecstatic for them. I I can't wait. I, that's like one of the dope things about my job. I gotta say is that like when a game comes out, like I like it's it's weird to say that like I have to play it, but like I I get to play it. Like I get yeah. to play it. Right. I get to play it. Uh, you know, a little bit early usually, and like and then I get to stream it and. Especially when like we go back, because like we'll go back to old titles. Like we streamed Beyond, the original Beyond Good and Evil not that long ago. Um, we'll we'll, we'll stream, you know, just so throwback bad. games from time to time. And like the chat just gets so like it's just like a big nostalgia trip. Everyone's yeah. just like reminiscing. Like yo, yeah. when I first played this, like I was you know like I was doing this, I was doing that. Like or or and, like I'm always so surprised because there's sometimes I'm playing a game for the first time on stream. Like I never played the original Beyond Good and Evil when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, okay. yeah, like we'll be playing through them on stream and like people will come through out of nowhere and be like, oh, you need to go right here and talk to this person. I'm like, how do you remember <laughs> that? How do you remember that? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like mm, it is, I'm, I'm always shocked and like Florida, like how, how, I mean, it, but like, the, the irony is that like if, if, you know, someone was playing the original AC or, or yeah, like one of these games that was just super close to me yeah. when I was growing up, like I would, I'd probably remember that and I'd give, be able to give them the answer. And so like, it's just, Thanks. that's, that's one of the dope things I think about Ubisoft's portfolio is that it, it, there, it is so diverse. There are so many things that some people, you know, they, they love Splinter Cell. They love Prince of Persia. They love Watch Dogs, mm-hmm. AC. Like there's just, there's just so many different things that, that people latch on to and, and, you know, end up it winds up being their favorite, and they it stays with them for for years. Right, that's what Prince of Persia was for me. You know, I latched onto that hard the entire franchise, so <laughs> I totally feel that. And so, Yusuf, I know you've kind of mentioned it, but as a person of color working in the industry and with being able to work with games of so many, like you said, the diversity of Ubisoft's catalog, like just how does that feel to you? Just knowing that you get to be a part of that. I mean, 
it, it means the world to me. So like I, you know, like I'm sure many, you know, all of us did at, at some point or another, you grow up loving games and games media too, specifically. Um, at least for, for me, you know, watching G4 growing up, you know, mm-hmm. you know, GameSpot, IGN, one up, like all these, all these sites and, um, just seeing games and like, you know, I've already mentioned this twice that like, you know, I didn't think they made games about that part of the world, about these yeah. types of people. And so I don't know, like to me, it's, it's, it's so important that we have representation, not just in the people that are making our games, but the people who are talking about our games and the games themselves. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, you know, the, the point I want to stress is, you know, the, the, the people working in the industry, um, because, you know, I, I didn't grow up seeing anyone like me on camera, um, yep. you know, and the the fact that, that, you know, Ubisoft has given me this opportunity, has given me a platform to be on camera, um, to tell more diverse stories, to tell stories about women, to tell stories about people of color, um, ha- has, has, like, has, has meant the world. Um, and, you know, I've, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, that, that it's just a little bit of a step to make the industry a more inclusive space because, um, you know, everyone has, everyone has played a video game online and knows that, you know, it, it's, it's not always the, the most, um, yeah. you know, s- safe place for people mm-hmm. of color and, and for women. And, um, <laughs> you know, I think the, the fact that of, of us doing what we do, um, and, and being voices and speaking out for, um, for for just change is is so important and you know in my experience um everyone at ubisoft has has been full fully supportive of that and given me the means to do to do um this work and um you know i can't i can't thank them enough for it honestly because um i think they they the, the people that are in charge of making decisions sort of you know um understand that that this work is important incredible incredible love to hear Um, what where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years Yusuf Um, do you have any um, like goal aspirations um, anything that you're working towards yeah um, that's a great question I I mean I love the work I do right now Um, I I I, you know there's there are times where you know I I think I have I have the best job in the world and I'm, I'm so lucky to be here um, and I do think that, and I can't remember where I, I heard this, but you know, somebody at one point, I, I heard the line of, um, you know, if, uh, if you don't want your boss's job in five to 10 years, you should start looking for a new job. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess that's, it's in a, it's in a way, you know, sort of how, how I think about things, not in the sense that like, you know, I want my boss gone or anything like that. <laughs> I'm going to take your job. <laughs> I, I have an amazing <laughs> boss actually. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's like, that's just the straight truth. Like best mm-hmm. best yeah. boss I've ever had, actually. Um, but I I I would say it's a little bit of I want to do more of of what he's able to do while still doing a lot of what I I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I love I love the on camera aspect of my job. I love the 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 uh, the streaming part of my job. The hosting part, um, getting to host Ubisoft Forward is is 
again, like that. That's you know about when we talk about representation. Like you rock that shit, me. bro. You rock that bro, shit. You Thank you. Ki- you killed it. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, y'all. bro. Oh, yeah. I actually just I rewatched it uh, a little bit ago, and I had uh, I was actually watching it with the uh, Deontay. Yeah, you killed that shit. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Um, no, but that like that was that was an absolute dream come true. I actually, um, you know, it, it was. It was something I never thought. And like me and Neelam, my co-host, is one of my closest friends. Um, she she and I started at Ubisoft right around the same time. Uh, we were interns oh, together. Dope. And, um, you know, just having two brown faces up there, uh, you know, representing yeah. Ubisoft, just, you know, it's not lost on me how how special that is and how unique that is. Um, yes, sir. So, yeah. I, I'm sorry. There was, a, there was another – there was an original question, wasn't there, that I, I – it, this happens, um, man. That's yeah, okay. Ca- yeah, I think I think you answered it. It was it was like uh, career aspirations. In oh, the career next aspirations. Five to right, ten right, years. Right. But yeah, you you kind of answered it, um, saying that you know you would like to do more of what your boss does, um, while still retaining a lot of what you do now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, oh. speak, speaking of on screen presence, sir, uh, I have to ask: um, <laughs> Can me and you go shopping together? Oh, oh, I was gonna bring up this I, I, swaggy cause, drip, cause my guy. You are a swag. Monster, good guy. <laughs> Give Justin oh, a makeover. I need you to take. I need you to take me shopping immediately. You know we can we can make that work. We once this pandemic, once everyone's vaccinated, once you know once it's, it's safe. Because uh, I'm not going to malls anymore these days. But yeah, uh, right. We got online. we got to wait some time. Hey man, hey, if you shop online, hit me like <laughs> you know, drop a link. <laughs> you know, so hey, so drop top, top three stores. Where do you shop at? Top, oh, that's a good question. Um, top three stores. So I will say, uh, notes, Justin. my, my oh main, gosh, my go-to is ASOS. Um, okay. ASOS. ASOS, ASOS. They have a, they have a, they have a great app. I get a ton of stuff from there. I actually get a lot of suits ASOS. from there. Um, okay. cause oh, if you, okay. as long, Bro, you be, you be dripping. Man. <laughs> God damn. Like I was, I was on his Instagram. I was like, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that's dope. I like that. <laughs> that's dope. Damn, how'd you pull that off? Okay, I like that. Like, <laughs> Let's be fair, bro. You Even your Discord photo you. right here, saucy. Oh, right? Thank you. Like this man. I was, and then uh, when you were, uh, you had that picture with um, where you were matching on. I guess it was on accident, and you had the glass, the glasses on, and the hat. I was bro. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> this man. Um. Yeah, no, a lot of that, a lot of that comes from ASOS. The jacket you're talking about, uh, that's actually from Zara, so that that's high up there um, on my list too. And then um, for for the third place, I'll actually I'm gonna put like a little, um, I'll, I'm gonna put two spots, H and M, which okay. I like a lot. Yep. And then this might surprise you, Forever Twenty One. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Forever Twenty One has you know, it, it depends what that. you know what store you go to, but obviously everyone's online shopping these days um they they have some nice men's clothes um at and at like a really good cheap price um all these places are, are pretty pretty affordable um but are they big person friendly yeah justin's huge though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm i'm a relatively big guy no i mean i so i i used to be a much bigger man than i am now um Use of you a lie. I've seen it. No, no, I've I'm seen telling it. you. No, you ain't. I'm telling you. I in college, I was, I weighed two forty five. Yeah, okay. I was. I'm. Okay. I'm six one. I weighed two forty five. Um, okay. Oh, so okay. I, so you was up there with me. 
Yeah, I had some. I had some meat on me. I'm telling you, I was moving that weight. Uh, I dropped, <laughs> I was I dropped that a lot weight. of weight. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, well, I was on, I was on the track team. I was a thrower, so that was. Uh, oh, so he he yeah he know what he said. Yeah, I was literally I I literally did an event called weight throw. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was really throwing that. Yeah, weight. So I was that weight. Throwing that weight. Uh, but yeah, no, I I had some meat on me for sure. Um, but so I, the thing I realized about fashion. Um, and it's the same, I tell this to people all the time about dancing, that it is all about your level of confidence. You could go out True. wearing a garbage bag, and if you, if you are rocking it, if you believe in it, if you believe you're the best dressed person around, everyone else will too. And it's the same thing with no. dancing. You could be the most awkward dancer in the world. You could not know how to move to a rhythm at all. But if you're having fun on that dance floor, no one's going to care. Yup. Yup. I agree, but also I don't believe you personally can say that because I've seen you dance, and sir, you can move, so you need to stop. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? That's the thing is is that one I, I couldn't always, and two I think honestly half my my dance ability is my facial expressions because <laughs> I'm just having a blast no matter what. <laughs> Bro, I saw him get down at a wedding. This dude was going. You in. were he had the mic and everything. Like, yeah, yeah. Justin was doing really his research. Did this man did his dive. research. He hey, stalked man. your Instagram. He went down to post number hey, one. Hey man, <laughs> all like all like all I gotta say is Mustafa Deuce. Hey Mustafa Deuce. I think I think once uh <laughs> once Justin oh, told me once Justin told me about the connection to you, I think that was literally the first video I showed them. Cause I oh was just like, I was just like, all right, this is what this man be about. <laughs> Mustafa, Mustafa love it. Uh, you know, my client Mustafa, uh, right, you know, he so. didn't get drafted this year in the uh, ah, football league, okay, but uh, okay. you know, he's working through some injuries right now. But but we're, oh, you know, okay, he'll be back. He'll be he'll back. Be back. Yeah, yeah, he'll be back stronger next season. You know, we'll see. We'll see, he'll, he'll make a roster. <laughs> so uh, you play Apex, correct? I do. I do play. I'm, I'm, I love Apex. Oh, man. Who do you mean? Oof. Um, so it depends, honestly, if I'm playing ranked or normals. Um, if I'm playing normals, I, I'd probably say I'm a Loba main. Um, just because I like, I like being able to get my, my loadout. I like to be able to get my kit. I like being able to... Her ult is also on like a crazy short cooldown. So like right. you, could, you could drop that black market all the time, basically, and just constantly... <laughs> Make sure you're topped off on ammo, you know. And ever since they they buffed her so that ammo doesn't count as one of the the things you're taking, um, I felt like she's she's been like a, a really solid pick. If I'm playing ranks though, which I ha- I've been playing a lot of ranks in season eight, um, I'm going either. It's a mix between a few. Uh, I'd say Bloodhound, Lifeline, um, or. Uh, why am I spacing right now? Bloodhound, Lifeline, or, or Bangalore? Um, Bangalore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and li- Lifeline is probably like my main main. Like I have my the most hours uh, as Lifeline for sure. Yeah, uh, I play with um, a couple of members of uh, our friendly podcast, the Cheesy Controller Podcast, and uh, these guys are way more into the game than I am. I really just picked it up. I I started when it. Um, first dropped and stuff before the seasons rolled out Mm -hmm. but i kind of fell off and now i got really into it with season eight so i'm kind of relearning the meta and stuff and every time there is a lifeline on the other team 
or a caustic on the other team, my teammates start panicking. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, I so I never played much caustic. He's, he's him and and Echo were probably my least played champs uh, or legends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh my god, Lifeline, Lifeline's so good now, especially like they. I mean, it, I don't know how much you remember from from you know pre season one, like Lifeline. Yeah. Her passive used to just be that, like, you rezzed faster, but you still rezzed the normal way. And then ever right. since they gave her that buff that lets her rez with, with the bot and put down the shield, like, she's just so good. Like, so, so, so good. She's terrifying. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, especially, like, you know, <laughs> if, if she's the last person on an enemy squad, like, it's, it's far from over. Like, she, she right. can get them up in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're down. They're not down. Damn. No. <laughs> Yusuf, I have a question, yeah. sir. It's probably a no, but I'm curious. Do you play Monster Hunter? Oh, so I played about sixty hours of Monster Hunter World. Okay. Uh, it was the okay. first Monster Hunter I ever played. Okay. Uh, I played a ton of that. Okay. Um, I have not dabbled into Rise at all, sir. You need to change that. <laughs> I've been. Whenever you decide, you have a team. Oh, are you, are, how, how many how many hours in the in the in the world are you or uh, rise are you? Rise, I'm about fifty right I now. I played the least out of all of us. I'm like thirty five, probably. Dang, that's the least. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. Justin's post hundred. Right I might be a little bit less than you, Deontay. Actually, maybe like twenty five or so. Really, I haven't played like all oh, week. Dang. I asked just because we're Monster Hunter fiends also do a monster hunter podcast and anytime we get a chance to talk to somebody new it's like are you are you in yet if not it's okay but when you are just know you have we got you tell tell him how many hours you put into world oh into world (laughs) oh good lord (laughs) (laughs) i figured i would pick you because you have the the biggest number he has 920 the highest numbers 920 hours yes but <laughs> but one of our but one of our friends this this beast juan shouts out i think he's had 2000 hours so oh my goodness. did he, oh did he hit the 2000 hour mark oh i was like he was legitimately more I can, than double dude wow wow jesus i so yeah we like, I, like the game i i have so much respect for that game um you know and i think i put i didn't hit end game end game i think i finished the campaign and then mm-hmm. there's kind of a back half to that game that mm-hmm. i dabbled in a little bit but i, I was playing it i was playing it a, a good amount a bit after release but still before iceborne came out mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. something else must have come along or, or just, I just you know i got i got busy and sidetracked but um I, I had a blast with the time i put into it were you playing it by yourself i was I was. That's the problem. That's mm. where everybody fucks up. Yeah, that's where everybody messes up. <laughs> well, well, they play it know, by themselves. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm kind of repeating that same mistake because I didn't buy it uh, at launch, so I kind of missed the wave of when most no, people were playing it. You don't never have and to so, feel that way. I trust me. I that was me. I missed the wave. I missed the I, wave, right? And I jumped in I didn't super start playing late until but, after uh, after Iceborne. So. Yeah, and me like just right before Iceborne, like maybe a, oh, okay. a week or two. So this yeah. this is the wave that never dies. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> and the community so, is so so. If you dope ever need they... a team, you have the Church of the Blade. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm into it. I'm into it. Is there what, what what's the uh, what's the limit in terms of co-op play? Uh, four hunt. Uh, yeah, four. four per hunt. Four. Yeah. Okay. 
in in world you could have like parties up to 16 uh, it was still four man hunts but you could like be have in a, a party of 16 mm, like, in the lobby 16. uh but this yeah. one no does the but game scale Discord. uh yes yes it does yes. and now with rise it scales um per hunter so before like in world it was like it scaled to one player two players and then four no matter if it was three or four people in the hunt and then now it's like one, two, three, four. So it doesn't matter how many people you're playing with. It's going to scale correctly. If somebody ends up believing or disconnecting, it'll scale accordingly. Oh, it, nice. They've done a good job of it. It's like the reason I, the main reason I bring it up is because A, we love it. And also it is always a curious um, question to see if, if the person played by themselves or not, because they are two completely different games. Right. Right. That, I, I hear that a lot. And like, I, I have a bad habit of playing playing games alone <laughs> in a weird way. Like that's fair. Uh, like like even when I when I rank in Apex, um, like I'm I'm playing solo queue, and mm. you know my friends who are taking Nani. it more seriously than me, and they're like, how do you even like why would you do that? And I don't know. For, <laughs> well, why, why would you do that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Um, at, at so some to point, let the people know what rank are you in Apex? Uh, I I hit plat four. Okay. Um, and then I hit it right before the end of the first season one split. Um, and so we're in the season two split right now. I haven't been going nearly mm-hmm. as hard. I'm somewhere in gold right now. Because um, yeah. I just I just wanted to hit it in one split. And so I stopped grinding as much. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I When I play games, a lot of times it's just kind of to veg out and turn my brain off. I and, uh, 100% uh, understand, man. I get right, it. So I like, want the people out there to know yeah, that you sure. reach plat four by solo queuing. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> like no small feat. Let's not gloss it, over that. It wasn't the easiest thing. It wasn't the easiest thing for sure. Um, but it was, uh, I, I, I had a blast with it. Like, I, that game to me just absolutely nails so many, it's, you know, every aspect of, of mechanics I want in a shooter. Mm-hmm. So I, I just recently saw this. Uh, are you a Whovian? Oh yeah, hardcore. Cam, hardcore. Cam, <laughs> Cam. I found one. <laughs> I found one. Yeah, just Justin is super into Doctor Who. I used to watch the old Doctor Who's. I used to I used to rent the VHSs from the library, Ooh. but like the news. The new stuff I haven't got into, but Justin has been into like Bro, a lot of the. While I'm working on a day to day at home, in my room, Doctor Who is playing in the background, damn near all the time. Ooh, okay. So who's your who's your favorite Doctor? Ooh, don't ask me that. That's the question. Don't ask me That's that. the question. That, that, oh, oh, Matt Smith. Ooh, okay. Matt Smith. Okay. That man is a. Oh, he's a G. Respect. That man is Respect. a G. I think. I think. I, I struggle with that all the time. I struggle so hard to figure out who's my favorite, and I uh, it, it, it differs sometimes, man. Right between him and David Tennant, or or who? Yes, else okay. Yes, but uh, Dave. Even I, know I always David say my. Oh, he's so good. He's so good, and it's it always shocks me I'm too not that because there's so many people who don't watch Doctor Who that only know David Tennant from like Harry Potter or from Jessica yep. Jones, and I'm like, right. And I, I think I've heard or Good Omens from- is. DuckTales. Oh, DuckTales. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm about ducks. I'm all about ducks. Y'all have to okay. that about me. I love the ducks. <laughs> he's, and that, duck he's like man. my favorite doctor just by default. I'm not even really into Doctor Who, but he's connected to ducks. So, <laughs> okay. to me, this is the duck doctor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I like the duck it. doctor. 
<laughs> I respect that. Yeah. Uh, the duck, duck, duck. He, he's. I always say, uh, David Tennant is who he's my. He's who my brain loves, but my heart loves mm-hmm. Matt Smith. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can actually. Yep. I actually feel that. I actually very much feel that. Yeah, and I think I think David Tennant just did like such a good job of like. Like I like if you go back and you watch the seasons, like seasons two through four, which are the tenant ones, are still kind of that like old school, like you could tell the production budget isn't, you know, isn't super mm-hmm. high on them yet. But then and then you get into the Matt Smith era and it's like, okay, they things stepped up for sure. They're working with different, you know, angles here. They're the the, the production value sort of skyrocketed. But I think and and to to his credit, Matt Smith was the doctor, I think, when it really started hitting mainstream appeal, at least here yeah. in the States. But yeah. like I think you have to, you have to give David Tennant credit for that though, for building it oh, up facts. to what it was like, and just like it was it was, it was so, I don't know to me like college grad school like that that era I was so into it the um yeah and then shout out like Peter Capaldi and Jodie Whittaker I think absolutely crushed their runs um yo I I I have not seen uh Joey Whitaker's but Peter Cabali bro I actually love his portrayal of the doctor right it like I I you know they did a good job that first episode of like they have Matt Smith call Clara on the phone and be like look I know like yo it breaks you it breaks you oh bro Stop! It Don't do this. <laughs> I, I, I should I should not have brought up the fact that you're a Hoovian. You can't have me crying on screen. Bro. Stop! That's why I think I think you're referencing this though because of the uh, your four favorite TV episodes tweet that yep. I just put up. Yeah, so I have two yes, Doctor sir. Who episodes on there, and then yep, I was yes, I was also just, I was looking at the other episodes and I was like, damn, these are all these all pull on your heartstrings so hard. All four of these <laughs> things like would have me tearing up. Uh, bro, that call that oh, it's that so good. Call. I don't think any TV shows made me cry more than Doctor Who. Facts, Doctor Who? facts, yeah. big facts. Speaking of crying, there's a show recently that uh, made Justin cry for a completely different reason, though. Ooh. Um, I uh, see you've been watching Invincible on Prime. Oh yes, love absolutely. I didn't understand the tears after watching it. I didn't understand tears. I can understand shock. Okay, for one, it, for one, <laughs> <Where did laughs> came a little bit yeah. different. Okay, Justin was shook by episode one. Episode one. Okay, like <laughs> he was so shook that he, he video called us and he didn't say a word. <laughs> he didn't say a word for like a minute and a half. Wait, I so I need, I need to know what, what brought the tears. That. Yeah, you see, you got to break know. it down, Justin. Nah, right, see, because right. the, the look, tears. look so, so the thing is, the tears came from another thing. It, it wasn't the end thing until the end thing became connected to the other thing. So I, I just, I let it go. Don't, don't, don't. It's, go it's episode one. We can talk about it. I mean, yeah, this is y'all's right. podcast. So we, we, you know, <laughs> right? And they gonna put me on the spot like that, right? I'm, I'm definitely putting you on. the spot. I know. Spot. I'm like all just right. looking at Justin, right, waiting so for him to say something. We all over here. This essentially, essentially, the tears, right? Uh, so they had came from uh, the, what the, happened the fact was that, right see you understand uh, <laughs> so you know how, how fatherly you know uh, the dad was and like how you know Omni-Man, once his yeah. son you know yeah once Omni-Man uh, realized his son had powers like he took him under his wing you know was telling him this that and the other right he seemed like an overall like dope dad like he was mm-hmm. like yeah you know but there was you know, obviously in the first episode there was things he would hint at he was like oh it was probably better if he didn't come into his powers and i was mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. 
you know. So, anyways, I was like, okay, you know, it's fine. Everything's going to be great. This is a good show so far, right? Um, <laughs> then the ending happened. <laughs> and and the thing is, is that they, they, they prefaced the ending by uh, having uh, Red Rush with his girl. Mm-hmm. And he explained one certain thing that, like... If you took that concept and put it on to how he died, like, I just, like, I couldn't. It just, it was too much. I couldn't do it. The concept was, Justin? The concept was uh, that Red Rush experiences life incredibly slow. Mm. Very, very slow. And so how he was dying was incredibly slow. Oh. Like I did not he, think about it that way. Oh yeah, he was he was essentially dying for, for hours. Oh. <laughs> he said what three hundred times slower than normal yeah. people? So uh, uh, this, you know okay. his head was essentially being crushed for hours. Like oh, he God. was experiencing this at like like at a hyper level. And then when he was hitting Omni-Man's chest, his hands were technically breaking very, very slowly, oh, like a little piece at a oh, time. Um, so after like, um, after all that happened and I had to get over that, uh, yeah, I shed a few tears. I had to because I was like, yo, he went through some shit. Yes. <laughs> Red Rush inherently went through some shit. He died in Poor the Justin. worst way. So I I'm the one who watched it first, right? And I told everybody because I already knew what Invincible was about. I read some of the comics, mm. and um, when it uh, premiered, I watched the first episode. I was like, "Yo, this shit's amazing!" I told everybody to watch it, and I'm like, "I'm not gonna say anything. Just mm-hmm. message me when you watch it." I was Aaron bad. watched it first. He's all like, "Yo, that ending though, fuck this guy." And I'm like, <laughs> 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 right. Then. Uh, Justin watches it and he video calls all of us, but he just goes, doesn't say a word, just stares. And I'm like, what is it, Justin? You look shocked. Oh, you watched Invincible, didn't you? And he's just (laughs) staring off into space. And I'm like, oh no, it it hurt him more than I thought. Bro, I I couldn't. It took him forever to watch episode two, but he finally did. It did. It did. And then I realized that, that episode one was the worst. And I'm fine now. I'm so. It's great. How are you enjoying the show, uh, Yusuf? I'm adoring it. I absolutely love it. I'm so happy they made it animated too. Um, yes. I so I I haven't read the comics. Um, Belinda has has read a good chunk of like the first compendium or uh, the. She's read all of the first compendium, which I have sitting on my bookshelf right now. But I mm-hmm. decided to watch the show first. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So she knew it was coming. Um. She didn't know oh. it was coming in the first episode, though, because <laughs> yeah. in the comics it happens way later. Apparently, yeah. Um, yeah. We're anime manga they, people. We 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 get that, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of love that they put it there where they did, just because like it. I don't know. Like if you if you're just if you don't know anything about Invincible and you're just looking around for for superhero shows, it like immediately differentiates it. Like you're mm-hmm. like, all right, this isn't. This isn't what I thought it was going to be, and like, there's so there's so many parallels to Justice League and you know DC when they're setting it up, and like, it just immediately subverts all of those expectations down. Like, I I don't know. At least for me, watching it after seeing that first episode, I'm like, I truly do not know what to expect in this show. Right. And like, 
I, I knew there was going to be a twist. I, that's uh, the one thing I heard about Invincible is that everyone who recommended it was like, stick around for the first big twist. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you're not, if you're still not digging it after that, you can stop or whatever, but like just at least make it to that point. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really smart move on, on the, on the creators of the show to be like, okay, we're going to put this up front and we're going to let people know exactly that this isn't your regular kids, you know, animated superhero show. Uh, but oh, I'm, shit. I'm adoring it. Like literally I, I watch as soon as it comes out. I hate that. I can't binge watch it. I hate that it's week to week. Yeah. Uh, Cause I just, every time I'm watching it, I'm just like, this is such a good show. God, it's it is, so dude. good. Like it, it made me guilty laugh at one point. It was episode oh, no. two, and uh, Invincible was saving the old lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> he got shot. Damn. He fell into the crater. It is. He landed wrong and broke the old lady's legs and shit. Yo. I, I, guilty laughed. So <laughs> like monster. It's like it's like giving a different angle on the fucking superhero story. It's the same reason why I like the boys same. because it, it just. It just flipped the the idea, your idea of a superhero right on its See, head. <laughs> I still have. I need to give the boys a, a chance because it's, it's really I good. Couldn't, I couldn't fucking stand the comic, dude. Mm. I couldn't stand the comic. Did you watch the boys, Yusef? No, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as Deontay. I, I didn't read the comic, but I I need to give it a, a better chance at least. I I put it on and watched maybe the first five minutes and. For some reason, I just I, I wasn't in the right frame of mind. I wasn't mm-hmm. in the mood, and it just it just wasn't hitting for me. And so I, I I turned it off and haven't gone back. But I have heard nothing but good things. So I, it's, I, it's, I watched the first episode, and the first episode, it I I had already had the impression from the comics. Yeah, and I was like, I I don't fucking want this. But mm-hmm. I hear it gets better. But. Mm-hmm. I think at the time I just wasn't I wasn't in the mood for something sort of like dark and, and gritty i was gonna say dark yeah. like very dark and gritty. Yeah. <laughs> there's like no happiness in there that isn't at all like... bro <laughs> zero like, like I, if someone is happy you're like okay how is how is someone else gonna fuck this it's up fleeting right, right? It's yeah, like, super fleeting. at least with I invincible I was, I was, it's a I gave it a cartoon shot. oh, oh sorry no, go no, ahead go oh no i was saying at least with invincible it's a cartoon and it's colorful so you know there's right. dark undertones to it, but you're like, this looks nice and pleasant. Even right then, Invincible has this nice balance of, you know, darkness, but it still has its... Um, campy superhero nature. Campy, like, it still has its yeah. uplifting moments. Yeah. It's still, like, kind of a coming-of-age story about a young boy and his powers. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I, I don't know, I think I'm a huge fan of animation, and this is something, you know, Belinda and I talk about all the time, because she, she is too, and I, I, it's so disappointing to me that I just I I know that how you know a lot of mainstream adults think that that people just dismiss animation right away of oh you know it's animated I'm not into it but like right. I think there's so many it's such a it opens up the opportunity I think for storytelling in so many ways that live action doesn't mm-hmm. um, yeah and I think that's why you see things that are translated from animation to live action don't work out well um, just yeah. because like the the humor in Invincible. I don't think works in a live action setting. Like, no. yeah. Like, I think it just, it, you can be punchier. You can be, you can be quicker. You can have cutaways. You can have gags that just work so much better mm-hmm. in animation. And, you know, I like to me, it's, 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 I, I'm just very thankful, I guess, that, that they, they chose to do it this way. And it, and, you know, mm-hmm. it feels more true to the comics too. That, you know, I think it's easier 
it's easier to get people then into the comics of like, okay, well, I already recognize these characters. This is this is essentially what they look like. I can I can just go right. from here. Right. Yeah, and and I I agree with you. I feel like a lot of things, even storytelling wise, are better animated. Even though for <clears throat> Omni Man, we could have just really hired J.K. Simmons because he <laughs> looks like <laughs> Omni Man. <laughs> You told me J.K. Simmons is jacked. I mean, he could be if he chose to. <laughs> I mean, shout out to We've the voice cast, though. It's so good. So good. It is. Yeah, it's yeah, so it good. It's so good. Uh, Yusuf, how, how was it playing with uh, D'Angelo Russell? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, I just want to pause. I, pit- I Googled a picture of J.K. Simmons, and he's currently jacked. <laughs> is he? Good for he's him. He's fucking jacked. Good like, for him. What happened? I think he's <laughs> trying to get this live action. Right, he's trying to play Omni Man. <laughs> this guy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, you know, every you hear his voice every year Christmas time. He used to be the Oh, you're the not kidding. Peanut. He is jacked. <laughs> like ridiculously. Whoa! Oh dang. What? What in the Okay. Hell? Yeah, that's Omni Man. <laughs> yep, that's our Omni Man. Wow. <laughs> he's he's hey, bet he's going for the role. Bet. Bet. <laughs> Either that or the next uh, next time we see him in Spider Man, shit's going down. I, know, I was gonna say <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson about to become an evil villain here, <laughs> right? Right. Um, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, yes. Yeah. How was that? That was really cool. Um, that was honestly, I mean, especially at the time because he, you know, he was gonna be a warrior. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he was a warrior for for a short lived time. Um, but it was awesome. You know, Ghost Recon had just come out, um, and we we had him in the studio, and we, you know, needed someone to play with him. And uh, I was I was fortunate enough to be able to do that. And he was just he, he, totally nice dude. Like so, you know, great to get along with. Like was was pretty solid at the game too. Um, just needed like a few few little pointers about how this was different than call of duty um mm, okay. but uh yeah th- that was th- that was just like a, a very cool experience um it was for the launch of uh ghost recon breakpoint and um mm. yeah we had we had him in our sf office um playing and it was just like i i think li- that was in october and then like later that december i want to say like i went to um no it wouldn't have been december it must have been yeah it must have been just a couple weeks later or something like that like I went to a um, a Warriors preseason game and like got to watch him play, and Ooh. it was just oh. I was like, "Hey, I know that dude!" Like, <laughs> I played video games with him. Uh, I played video games with him. Yeah, I mean, but that that was a lot of fun. That's what's I have up, a question bro. for you. So, um, you know, over the last couple of years, um, I think uh, remasters and remakes have been um, quite a big thing in the gaming industry. Um, as Darren mentioned at the beginning. The Last of Us is getting a remake. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had, if you could choose to bring back um, uh, one video game title or franchise um, to be remade or remastered, what would it be? Ooh, that's a great question. So, I recently just recorded. It's not even out yet. I just re- recorded an episode of the Top Hundred Games podcast with Jared Petty. Hey, um, hey. Uh, yeah, shout out to Jared. Um, and. I this is a little bit of you know spoilers inside info here. Um <laughs> hey, but hey. I talked about uh Summoner. <coughs> oh um, as so if y'all don't know, which I don't blame you, Summoner I was a PS2 launch game. 
that came out. It was uh, made by Volution um, and uh, published by THQ. And it is the game that made me a gamer. Um, you know, I, I mentioned what? earlier on the podcast that like I, it was like PS2 era is, yeah. is when I realized that this was there was no going back for me, and it was, it was because of Summoner. Um, it's a, it's a Western RPG. Um, it like set the foundation and like introduced me to so many things that I still love. Yep, that's it right mm-hmm. there. Uh, that I still love about games, like the, the the recruiting party members, the the summoning big fantastical creatures to like fight alongside you. Um, kind of like the dark fantasy aspect of it um, was was all super super cool to me, and um, I I think a lot of people slept on it or didn't play it or you know for for one reason or another just it didn't it did get a sequel actually there was a summoner 2 also on ps2 yeah i'm seeing that there was a sequel as well yeah jesus um but i i would love a remake of that game i think uh there's there's a lot of room to you know bring it up to modern standards for sure it would have to mm-hmm. it would have to be a remake not a remaster um mm-hmm. but yeah that, that's that's my go-to pick i'm probably in a you know, really tiny minority of people who, who <laughs> want specifically that game hey, remastered. Man. If it made you happy, if you have those emotions with <laughs> right. it, that's all that matters. Right. You right. here right. now, have you gone baby. Back and played it recently. Sorry, what was that? Cam? Have you have you gone back and played uh, played it recently? I haven't. No. So it is available on PC. So I could now go back and and, and play it. Um, I probably haven't touched it since like two thousand six, seven, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah, but. <laughs> And so, it, you know, part of me is afraid to. And that I understand. It doesn't yeah. hold up. Like, I'd rather yeah. preserve it in my brain as, <laughs> as a masterpiece. Yep, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a backup answer, though, too. Because there's one okay. thing I always think about is um, just the EA Sports Big titles. Um, God. So, like, oh, I want that. SSX. Wow, oh, God. Please. NBA Street. NFL Street. Like, oh, my God. Just Bro, some, yeah. some form of, like, the, the Def Jam fight for New York game. Oh. Like, I, I, I yeah. know licensing for that is probably going to be a nightmare right now, but I just take the shell of that game and give me something else. Right. It was so fun. It was so fun. Honestly, I feel like that was my first real MMA game, even though it was Street Fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I That's think it fair. counts. Yeah, yeah, that counts. Man. Um, those I, games I, that you mentioned, like NBA Jam and everything like that, yeah. those were my only oh. real sports games, if you will, that I could actually enjoy because I'm oh, not really NBA like a Street. huge sports fan. So I needed more of the arcade sports type yeah. games, and I yeah, loved those. That's what pulled yeah. me in, too. Loved those. I, I think, think at the time I was on Street, the first time I saw the wall running thing. Mm. Um, I immediately <laughs> fell in love with the game. Um, Go ahead, yeah, Yusuf. That, that's how. That's how. I mean, it was for me because at, at the time I wasn't super into sports. I am now, but I wasn't into the Maddens or you know the the two Ks, the games. Fifas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like NBA Street, especially Volume Two. God, just like Volume Two was that game just had such a great like. Just sweet of like uh, the character creator, the 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 campaign, the recruiting like NBA or like a uh, legends to your team. There were three different oh, Michael Jordans. That was so good. Bro, that's like, right. There yeah, were yeah, three right. different. Oh, <laughs> there was like an Bro. '80s Michael Jordan. There was a '90s Michael yep. Jordan. And then there was like the Wizards Michael Jordan. Yep. <laughs> and I still remember the the intro, like opening, like cinematic. There was like because there like just the moves you can do in that game were insane. Just and like so there was, good. they just had a setup where like because it was three on three too, like. So you could yeah. have a team of all Jordans and just them 
you you would go for a dunk and then like throw up an alley oop instead, and then the next person would come in for the dunk, they would throw up an alley oop, and then like the final person would come down for the dunk, and I was just like, y'all just did a triple alley oop with Michael Jordan, like. A triple L. It's so satisfying when it lands too. Oh. When you actually put the ball in the basket, and, it was and, so and, satisfying. And one of the CPUs like jumps up and then you smash them, and so they fall down. And like, oh. there's yep. such a market <laughs> for it. There's such a market for it. We need it back so yeah. much. Honestly, I'm convinced. Yeah. I'm convinced they wouldn't even have to do anything. Just, just make it available on like EA Play and just like Facts. Game Pass. That's and, like, it. Yeah, right. Like that you don't have to upscale it. anything. You don't have to change anything. Just give it. Just to bring it back. There it is. Just let Just let us play. Answer I'm sure there's so many polls and licensing because oh, because all those games have licensed music. Yeah, so not licensed music all, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, there all the music is licensed. Hey man, but there's potential because Tony Hawk also had a lot of licensed music as well, and we got that. You're right. You're right. Yeah, took 20 years, but hey, took 20 years, cut a bunch of songs, but it's okay. <laughs> so Yusuf, are you a uh, are you a Final Fantasy player at all? A bit, not not a ton. So, um, my first Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy X. Um, yes, good. Man. I adore that game. It's one of my favorite <laughs> games of all time. Um, hey Cam, I told you ten, baby. <laughs> no. Ten, ten is uh, phenomenal. Um, and then I I played a little bit of thirteen. Oh, um, kind of bounced off of it. Yeah, uh, that's fair. That's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I beat Seven Remake. Um, How'd you like it? Uh, so from a gameplay perspective, I loved it. The fighting, super, super great. I absolutely adored it. Um, I, my issue with it is that I, so I'm not someone who played the original Final Fantasy VII. Okay. I have no experience. I don't know the story. Me neither. Um, and I think it's a hard, for me, it was a hard ask to play through a 40 hour game and be given a fifth of a story. (laughs) That. And, I, and I understand that. I fully understand yeah. that. I fully understand that. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But I like I adore that combat system. I hope I don't know if you know Final Fantasy 16 is is gonna have something similar to that. But if they do, like I'm I'm in day one. Um, they probably will. They probably yeah. will. And like I. I'm actually. It's funny you ask, uh, Justin, because I'm actually playing right now through Final Fantasy 12. Um, My guy. Put that game down. No, put it down. No, this put is where down. me and Justin disagree. <laughs> Enjoy no. that Star Wars game, sir. Enjoy wait, that wait, Star so, Wars so. game. You okay, wait, hold on. Because so Justin, I take it as a Final Fantasy X. Darren, you're Final Fantasy Twelve. I am not opposed to any, but Justin, Justin particularly seven. does not like Twelve. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Because this is. So a, I, I, sorry, go ahead, Justin. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I, I, I have this this same debate with with Zach Ryan uh, all the time because um, he. He loves twelve. He loves twelve, and has my guy for like for some reason. Like I, I don't know if it's if it's just like, you know, it's just like a fun little thing we do. But like he 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 doesn't give ten a, you know a ton of credit. Uh, let's just say, um, but so I like kind of to to finally I was looking for a JRPG to play a couple months ago, and uh, I was like, you know what? Let me finally give twelve a fair shot because I actually did. I played it at launch on PS2, but I was playing it, and I think. I got my PS3 when, mm. like, when I was like halfway through it or so, and I, I, there was just no going back for me. I was like, "All right, I'm on." <laughs> the future is here. I, I, yeah, exactly. I got to play Resistance Follow Man. Um, so love that game, right? Yeah, <laughs> so so great. I loved that game. <laughs> but yeah, I, we're kind of in the spot right now where, uh, or at least you know, um, 
last last couple months where there there weren't many new you know triple a games that were that were super speaking to me at least mm-hmm. um so uh i was like all right this is a good time to go back you know i have game pass it's on game pass let's let's revisit it um and i'm, I'm having a great time with it i think i'm i'm pretty close to the end i think last time i checked with zach um he was like oh yeah you're about 80 percent through okay so, um yeah i'm having a good time with it for sure I'm actually gonna want to know how you feel about it after you complete it. So we, we're gonna have to. Have Did you complete it, Justin? No. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is is twelve Zodiac Age? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Justin, I can tell you something right now. No matter what, I I will prefer ten more. That, I'm, and that's I'm fair. already in that camp. I'm already in that camp. That's of fair. Like, My bad. That's fair. That's fair. But okay. uh, but no, it, it's still it's like that's not. I think to be fair, I think ten is one of my favorite games of all time, and so like twelve is still an amazing game. Camp, I'm telling you, play ten, brother. <laughs> you play Those 10. are the two that I have here. I have ten and twelve for Switch sitting play here. 10? So. I think it says something that you know, t- 10, 10 and ten too. I guess because they get bundled together so often. Like it's been remade for every everything, system. Like, every system, like everything. Like everyone talks about Skyrim getting available everywhere, but like. Final Fantasy X is available pretty much everywhere too. Yeah, I think my only big one that beats it—the only one that beats it for me—is Okami because it's if it can, it will be on it somehow, some way. (laughs) Yep, Okami. Yeah. So, is just bringing it back to buff J.K. Simmons, you sir, (laughs) our fitness buff sir, you you be you be hitting it. Tell us about I, that I try. journey, man. I try. Tell us about that journey. It's been hard in the pandemic. Right. Justin is also our local uh, buff boy. I was so, going to say, Justin, are you wearing wrist straps right now? Oh, just one, yeah. Just one? Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's, it's a style <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, no, it, it's, it's actually no, it's actually because my, uh, so my wrist click. Mm. Uh, and so, like, I keep it just to make sure that my wrist stay, stay straight so they don't click as often. Okay. Could have made a joke, but because Yusuf is here, I'm not going to make that joke. Please continue. <laughs> Cam, we are trying to keep a, a PG interview here. Thank you. <laughs> we know you're nasty. <laughs> this isn't new. If Yusuf wants to go back and, and, and review the tapes, he can go back and review oh, There's nothing new here. Bro, like, I, I, I forgot for a second until I walked in and seen Justin's mouse pad. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> here, allow, allow me to. It's got tits. Oh, 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 god! <laughs> oh, god! <laughs> is that is that Tifa? It, it is that. Tifa. That's Tifa. Okay, okay. He, he's, his see, wrist he, is he, he see, at first he was like, "Oh god, oh god," and then he was like, "Is that Tifa?" And then it went, "Okay, guys." <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he has soiled Tifa's innocence. Uh, anyway, Tifa yes. has never been innocent. You stop Can that we right not? Now. Can we not? <laughs> Okay, fine. Joseph, okay. you're a buff boy. Sorry. Go on, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's 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 where this one. That was right. Um, no, I mean, I've I've I don't know. I've lifted pretty seriously um, ever since high school. Um, I played I played football for nine years, um, and it was to me like like the gym, the weight room was just always uh, that was always like my second home. Um, I I I did collegiate track um in undergrad so i was a thrower so that meant lifting a lot of heavy weights um and then when i when i got to grad school um i actually i worked at the ucla gym um and uh trained to become a personal trainer um and then after i graduated one of one of those first 
when I was, you know, juggling three jobs at the time, one of them was personal trainer. Um, and that meant I had 5 a.m. clients. Um, shout out to Fitness SF. Um, oh, but, nice. Okay. Yeah. So I've, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've been a certified personal trainer, uh, done that a little bit. Um, and just sort of casually programmed workouts for friends and things like that. Uh, but it's always, it's always been something to me that is like my, uh, it's my anchor. Um, like it's, it's the thing that like I have to do five days a week at least, or else I go stir crazy or else, you know, Mm. I can't, I can't focus. I feel unproductive. I feel lazy. And, um, you know, I just, uh, it just, it's just something for me that like I've realized one, it it keeps me in a, in a good, in a better mental state. Um, Mm -hmm. but two, I'm a pretty competitive person. Um, and now that sports aren't the, the same type of option for me as they were when, when I, when I was in school, um, it allows me to sort of compete against myself a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and you know, if I, if I, you know, we, we, we talked earlier about the fact that I used to weigh two, you know, two forty five. Mm-hmm. I was moving a lot of weight back then. And I, I kind of realized that like, all right, I'm probably not, I'm not going to hit those PRs most likely on, you know, on bench or squat or whatever. Or, um, if I'm not anywhere near that weight anymore. Um, and so one of the reasons I, I ended up kind of, losing weight and trying to get more lean was that I was like, okay, this is a, this is an avid, an Avenue. I personally, myself, not gone down of training. I was like, I know I can train to hit a really high one rep max. I know I can lift, you know, I can, I can, I've lift, I've deadlifted 500 pounds before. I know I can do that. Like I am, I'm going to try to do something I've never done before. And, um, so for me, that's, that's kind of the, the aspect I'm in now of like, okay, let's, how low can I get my body fat percentage or something like that? Like, or, you know, like what else can I do? Especially now in, in COVID times, I'm not going to the gym. I'm not lifting heavy weights. So like, okay, let's, let's train a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so like, to me, it's all about just, just trying to, trying to set new goals for myself and doing things I, I've never done before. Do you have like an on season, off season? I don't. Um, a lot of people do that. They like, you know, have a cut season and bulk season. Mm-hmm. Um, that's never worked out for me. And like that, that's, that's the thing with working out and with diet dieting is that everyone wants this like solid, you know, one size fits all game plan. And that's just not how it works. Everyone's body's so differently. Mm-hmm. And like what works for one person might not work for another. And I've, I've learned for myself that bulking up for me, you know, six months and then cutting for six months doesn't work. Um, it's for mm-hmm. me, it's easier to just maintain um, mm-hmm. and, and just, you know, like people like, people are saying or like I'll, I'll i'll eat a certain way like i you know when i was cutting i was i was eating keto really strict and mm-hmm. you know people say that's not sustainable or, or you know oh you're on a diet how long are you doing that and for me it was just like no this is just how i eat like i right. i didn't think of it as a diet i just thought of this is how i eat yeah um, right. And, and that 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 works for me and so that's that's sort of how i've i've thought about it dope okay you um you brought up um, COVID and obviously like your your workout routine having to change because of COVID. And so that kind of brings up a question for me and it's a, a two-part question. Um, so I think because of COVID, you know, all of our um, lives have had to change in, in one way um, or one shape or the other. Um, and so what is one way um, that COVID, um, what is the biggest way actually that COVID um, has changed your life um, and not, and the second part is, 
I think also um, with having to stay at home more, um, we are have been um, with ourselves a lot, right? Mm. More than so than being with other people. Um, and so I think, you know, like we've learned things about ourselves um, that maybe we didn't really allow the time for um, pre-COVID. Um, so also, what's one thing that you've learned about yourself during COVID? Right. So, sorry, what's one thing I learned about myself? And then what was the first part? What was? And then the first part is what's, what's the biggest way that your life has changed? Oh, biggest way my um, life has changed. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, oof, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I think... So I mean, life. I mean, life has changed. I mean, whose life hasn't changed? But um, I think for me, in that aspect, it was kind of learning a little bit more about you know, spending more time alone with yourself forces you to sort of self-reflect and um, you know, evaluate the things you need in life, things you want in life. Um, and so, I think I, I just learned. Um, I think I learned how important friendships are and relationships are to me. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to appreciate something until it's not there. Um, and so there's, there's days and I, I'm still guilty of this all the time where, you know, I don't go outside just period. And I have to remind, and you know, I'll, I'll go out to pick up a package or take out the trash or something like that. And I'm like, Oh, I instantly feel better as soon as I got out here. Like, yeah, right. I need to do a better job of of making sure I'm I'm going for a walk or you know just going even just a walk around the block. Um, so that's that's something I you know I think when we were in a normal world, it was just part of your everyday, and you didn't realize that how much it was doing for you and your yeah. well being. Right. Um, so so that that's probably i think what i what i learned most and to just you know like appreciate appreciate the time when we do get to spend with people you know i've you know i i've i've done little tiny you know group hangouts here or there um at times throughout throughout the pandemic um and it's it's it just instantly puts put has put me in a better mood um or you know done a little a little trip you know got out of the bay area a little bit for a little bit and just instantly felt better um and then one of the things i think i've i've uh really enjoyed is i'm i'm still at the phase where i'm a little bit i'm uncomfortable to eat out still yeah um Mm -hmm. and i i I was just getting really into like this kind of like foodie aspect of my life (laughs) like right when covid started (laughs) where i was like gonna start like really exploring like nicer restaurants in the bay area Mm-hmm. Um, and really starting to get an appreciation for them because I've I've always loved food. Like, if you look at my Instagram Discover page, it is all food videos. Like <laughs> I, like I love watching No Reservations and Parts Unknown with Anthony Bourdain. Like I love watching like cooking shows, competitions, what just anything. Um, and so because I wasn't eating out and you know we were stuck inside, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna finally try and just start start really getting into cooking. And baking good for you man yeah and oh, so speaking of which hunger trap <laughs> yeah that's that was where hunger traps was born from this man <laughs> whoa ladies watch out <laughs> Just, <laughs> bro this dude no this dude had he had a he had a, a full uh cookie sheet of cookies right he had like <laughs> there was a 12 a 12 pack of cookies and an eight package uh, uh, on his <laughs> man stop 
This man, he's trying. Where's to my spray people, bottle, bro? Cameron? I, I, give me my spray bottle. I know, right? Hey, this this cool man, it down, I'm, Justin. All I'm saying, this man is out here trying to kill people. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm no, saying. No, I mean, bro. I mean, he, he ain't lying. He ain't lying. I was, he ain't uh, lying. <laughs> See, I mean, it's one of those things. So, like, I like this was like right after I'd finished cutting weight, like and like getting down to like a, a lean body fat percent, and like. I don't know. I don't know about y'all. I always said like, yo, if I ever get abs, I'm never gonna wear a shirt. Like, Facts. why would I ever wear a shirt? <laughs> Facts. Uh, I feel that. <laughs> I, no I feel that. I under- okay. <laughs> and so, so, so that was kind of uh, th- that was kind of that was the first time I ever used the term hunger traps. Um, and uh, just you know, want, I guess wanted to kind of show it off a little bit. But then uh, during COVID, I I actually just turn that into like m- cooking so like i started like, <laughs> thank you deontay <laughs> um so i just started uh oh did he drop it he did like man he this, this thing. I, hey i you know I, <laughs> bro you look good <laughs> thanks thank you um but yeah I, so i just started cooking and uh obviously thirst traps are a thing and uh so i just i just made it i just made it about food um and i just basically i i I took i had taken a week off work um and wasn't going anywhere i wasn't traveling and just kind of doing a staycation and i was like all right i'm just gonna start cooking i'm gonna do all the things that i I love and things i've always been curious about and things that maybe i couldn't eat because you know i don't eat pork and they have pork in them i can can make a substitute when i make my own um Mm -hmm. so i started doing that and it it just i you know it, it made sense that I loved watching things about cooking. I loved learning about cooking and I, I loved doing it myself. Um, and so uh, I've been doing that ever since. And I, I started my own food Instagram called the hunger traps. Um, <laughs> and so I've just been he, he got posting the bake, things the there. Bacon powder on his chest. Just like, <laughs> I, had, I'm chilling just, there. I had to go full yeah, screen. He was no staring idea. at me. <laughs> I was like, he's staring. Bro, he's, Right, and he, he eating the pastry like with the six pack guy. He's at home. You have no <laughs> idea what you've done. Uh, next time I'm baking, I'm gonna somehow lose my shirt and just. There you go. There you go. A little Let's bit, do it. A little bit of flour on the chest. Just a little. Just there to myself, like just just like get like a handprint. Just this go. This is a hunger check yeah. right here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> These are good That's times. Part of my uh, routine now. <laughs> oh, you got. If it. I start baking a lot, guys, you already know what's up. Hey man, <laughs> I gotta say, like baking is like one of the, and so like I, you know, I mentioned like, not getting to see people and stuff like that. Like one of the things, um, Belinda and I have done now twice is that like, we've just woken up on like a Saturday and just made a bunch of, you know, the first time we did it was donuts, the second time we did it was cookies, and just baked a bunch of stuff and then just like went. We we, we like I ordered like little pastry boxes and we just drove oh, around the bay dope. and just dropped them off wow. to our friends and just like hey like, we want to see you like right this way so, like so so basically you, you're telling me that you need my address so you can get to your next route <laughs> exactly. seriously what you're especially me. if right. they're donuts let's right go. that's what you're telling me like we're all in driving distance of one can. another ain't nobody going to san jose can. ain't nobody going to san jose <laughs> he just said that he wants to come to san jose i'll give you the foodie tour <laughs> <laughs> one of these days i'll find myself in san jose i'm hitting you up cam for sure, he he never up, gonna be in San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I've been to San Jose I think once in my life. I've lived there. <laughs> yeah, he, he ain't one, never coming to San Jose. It's here. literally like an hour from you. It's not. Even, you're in Oakland, right, or SF? I'm in Oakland. 
Yeah. Oakland, so even closer, <laughs> like 40 minutes. He's yeah. closer to me than he is to you. That's UK. 40 Sorry, minutes bro. in a direction he really doesn't have to drive. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's Speaking of being in Oakland, are you involved in the um, Egyptian community in, in Oakland? Like, do you know? Because um, I, I have a friend, and I'm wondering if you know her. She's pretty, um, like, well-known in the Egyptian community in the East Bay. Um, and so I just wanted to know if you knew her. But if you're not, then... I, so I'm not actually. So I, I moved to Oakland. I moved to the East Bay uh, August of last year. So, um, oh, okay. so you... yeah, fairly recently. Um, okay. But no, I, I actually, other than the Egyptians I grew up with and my family members and, you know, family friends like that, like I, I'm, I don't know many Egyptians actually. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You probably wouldn't know her then. I'm going to have to set you guys up so she can introduce you to oh please please the <laughs> yeah. culture have, the people have yeah have you ever exactly. thought about uh have you or have you been to egypt yet um so not as an adult um okay. i've been i think three different times but all as a kid uh like all before the age of 10 oh, okay um so i i actually have trouble remembering it honestly um okay. it, it is a thousand percent a place i'm i'm visiting i actually i just saw my mom um after she got vaccinated and we were talking of like, hey, 20, 2022, you and me, let's go to Egypt together. Um, oh, and nice. so, like, I, I, that's something I, I really, really want to do. I, I heard you, you mentioned that you, you don't eat pork, and I'm guessing that's a religious decision. Um, so I was going to ask you, like, what does your, your religion and what does your faith mean to you? This is getting really deep. <laughs> I'm sorry, so, but like that question came to my mind and so I, I'm, I'm like, yo, we're a you. gaming party. I know. Right? Okay, okay. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> we said it from the jump. We're just here to have fun and have a good time and talk, bro. The end of the no, day, this is a great time. He, he doesn't uh, mind. Okay. I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't mind. Okay. No, I talk about this. So I'm, I'm, I'm a Muslim. Um, I was, I was raised Muslim. Um, I I wouldn't say I'm necessarily the the strictest Muslim or the most devout um by any means. I'm I'm definitely not. Um I am also I also don't think it's the only way that you know, I don't think everyone should be a Muslim. Like I like I guess my my stance on religion um and just just morality because i think more often than not religion is just a moral compass for people um is that there's more than one way to be a good person mm-hmm. and um doing everything that was written in a book you know 1600 years ago 1400 years ago isn't the only way to do it um right and so um you know whatever you, anyone believes whatever anyone does or follows as long as you know you're not hurting anyone and as long as you know you're you're doing things um to being kind and just you know um being compassionate i think um that's that's all that matters you know i don't i think someone can be you know an atheist or or whatever and, and be an amazing person and you know that it mm-hmm. i i don't think it has any it, it doesn't for me matter at all um for me right. um islam has always just been sort of um a good reminder and sort of kept me um kept me humble and kept me focused on a lot of things mm-hmm. um actually so in, in two days is uh is the start of ramadan um mm-hmm. which ramadan if you don't know is the, the holy month in the islamic calendar um yes. in which 
you know, Muslims fast from sunrise to sunset uh, for, for the whole month. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of attention gets paid to the fact that we fast and we don't eat or drink during sunrise, sunset, but it's also meant to be a time where you, you focus inwardly and you, you try to practice much, you know, patience and you try to practice compassion and you, you, you practice giving. Um, and for me, that's, you know, a lot, a lot of people think it's, it's something that you would dread or, you know, that, that you don't have to look forward to. But, um, I always welcome the, the start of Ramadan because it, it sort of allows me to refocus a little bit and, and, um, just kind of remind myself that, you know, not to get a- angry or upset or be unnecessarily negative or, or mean. Um, right. and yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it kind of, it kind of recenters me a little bit. It's, you know, not dissimilar from when I was talking about working out a little bit of just giving me something, um, to sort of ground myself and, and anchor myself into. Yeah, definitely. I think you have to like work out on multiple levels, right? Not just your body, um, but also your mind and then also your spirit to become like a genuinely healthy person. Like all of those three parts are involved in, in that process. So, right. And I think like, to me, like, a Islam has has always kind of been a, a, a guide, but I like I said, I'm not the most devout. There are some f- parts of the religion I don't follow. There there are some parts I do, and I think it, it's to each their own. You have to sort of find what works for you, what makes sense for you, what you know, what is rational in your own mind, body, soul, um, and what you're comfortable with, and that doesn't necessarily have to mean a hundred percent of of you know of what the the religion you know defines. Right. Right. Definitely. Well, thank you for sharing. I know that that's, that's pretty personable, uh, personal, yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think that that helps us to understand you more as a person, right? So to know that, you know, that this overarching religion, which is essentially a big part of your life, um, you know, and, and your thoughts in regards to that. And yeah, it just helps us to understand you more as a person. So um, other, other than just being a gamer, other than just being a streamer, um, mm. other than just being someone that works out, right? You are also a Muslim, and that was also part of who you are. So it gives us a more complete picture of who uh, Yusef is. So thank I you, have a sir. question that will uh, help us understand more of who you God are. God damn it, here it comes. <laughs> oh, no. Do These boys like already know what's going to happen. No. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm assuming you like ducks. I assume everyone likes ducks. Because if you don't like ducks, what's wrong with you? No, this question, like. right? <laughs> um, shout out to Madrid from the Cheesy Controller podcast. Oh, God. Why did I not see this? Coming? I don't know how you I did. Thought he, I thought. I don't I know. This was go- I, I've I asked every JJK. single guest we've had. Every single one. I thought he was going. JJK. I don't think you asked Uncle John. because it's Uncle John. Shut up. He, I couldn't <laughs> I ask I Uncle John. <laughs> Uh, Uncle John is uh, John Eric Bentley, uh, the voice of uh, Barrett from Final Fantasy Remake. Mm. Yeah, we, we, he's, he's, he's our uncle. That's awesome. He's That's just awesome. our unofficial um, uncle. It's a good time. I, I have to be nice around him. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Would you rather, and this is definitely one of those, would you rather fight four dolphins or one orca? The only thing you had to defend mm. yourself with something like a stick, something, like, something a knife. like a knife, like a knife, not necessarily something a knife, like but a knife. something like a knife, right. a yeah. knife like object, knife like object. Am I on land or am I in You're the water? You're in the water. You're definitely in the water. 
I'm in uh-huh. the water. They have home field advantage. I, Deontay, I got to tell you, it don't matter because I am dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is their domain. <laughs> this is their world. There is no way. I, it could be one dolphin. It could be a baby orca. I don't. It doesn't matter. I am. I'm dead. Wait, wait. Instantly. Why? Why are you uh, dead off of one dolphin? You, I'm a very weak swimmer. I don't oh, swim. No. I don't swim at all. But I would still take the orca. Let's say you could swim. Let's say you could float at least. Let's say you can float. <laughs> Anybody can float. Not I can, no, I can nigga, float. I sink. I mean, they're going to make you. <laughs> That's because you ain't I spreading sink. out your body. Anyone can float. I sink like a. I sink like everything. We are Justin, I know, floating yo, right I know now. exactly what you mean. Justin, I know exactly what you mean. I, I had the exact same experience. And then literally when I was 27 years old, I, learned, I floated for the first time. And someone, someone explained it to me in a way I'd never heard before. And it just it clicked. It suddenly clicked Bro, for me. I, people have tried to explain to me how I can float on top of the water, and every time I try, my feet go, whoop, and it, <laughs> yep, and I go yep, straight, yep. and I go straight down. Like that's and I'm trying to tell you, I don't float, mess, man. You can't. I float. don't float. Anyone. I I know exactly what you mean. I felt the exact same way. I don't way. float. I sink. <laughs> All right. In this scenario, I'm actually fighting. You can swim. <laughs> in this scenario. Okay. So basically, just like who do I think is a tougher fight? Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm. I would say the. I would rather the the orca. I think the dolph- dolphins are very intelligent animals. I know this. They're very the size of them too. Like they would be much more agile. They could hit me from multiple angles. They'd be harder, I think, to like corral. Whereas like I could just like hold on to an orca's <laughs> tail and it like couldn't turn around and get me. I feel you know? like if we mention this enough times, it'll turn into a game. No, <laughs> I don't want this to be the game because <laughs> he doesn't understand. It's called like this a night. <laughs> man eater or something. Like. <laughs> also, like we we don't we everybody tends to forget that the dolphin just might hump you before it kills you. It, that part. dolphins hump people. Well, okay. So here's another question: Do they know it's a fight? <laughs> <laughs> Yusuf is bringing up the correct questions. He's asking counter questions. Question. I haven't heard that one. He's before. asking counter questions to the scenario, and yo, I love it. Yo, this man, this man's third eye is open. <laughs> Do they know it's a fight? Because they don't know it's a fight, fight. they just go swim the fuck away. I just, I just thought about that. Like, what's the concept? Of just some rabid ass dude jumping in the water with like a sharp stick, You're just poking that four dogs. I'm saying. <laughs> Like, do you have the element of surprise? Like, are, they, are, they, are they upset with me? Did I do something to them? He's like, stealth oh, swim, man. huh? Whoosh, whoosh. Uh, wow. I think, I think everybody... Damn. Everybody uh, is so far sided with the orca. Um, okay, yeah. Because... You might have to lower the dolphins. Dolphins are dangerous. <laughs> we might have to lower the dolphins. Four of them, like, that's like guaranteed... Uh, that's guaranteed death. Yeah, they're just going to beat your ass underwater. Yeah, they're just going to beat See, your ass. it's the right. same scenario that I said about turkeys. I'd fight three turkeys. If there's anything more than that, I have to leave. I can't oh, be part of that no. situation. I recently got cornered by, like, 19. 19 turkeys. 19? Wait, wait. How do you get cornered by 19 turkeys? They just I show up. delivering in an <laughs> apartment <laughs> store in uh, Roanert Park. If you don't know where Roanert Park is, it's, like, between Petaluma and Santa Rosa. So... It's not necessarily farmland, but it's surrounded by farmland, and they just have, like, wild chickens and turkeys walking around this place. I don't know how you felt safe enough to stand there and count that there were 19. <laughs> <laughs> I counted. I counted quickly. You encountered a raptor of turkeys. 
<laughs> I have to yeah, flex that knowledge. I have to flex that knowledge now. Yes, it's a rafter of it's turkeys. A what? A rafter. A rafter. And just casually drop that. I thought it was called like a gobble or like a gaffer. No. Oh, so no. yes. It's, oh no. He was. He was a gaggle. It's a gaggle of geese. Thank you. It's a gaggle of geese and a rafter of turkeys. Okay. <laughs> We're learning things. Mm-hmm. What? You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I had to flex this knowledge. But cool. Oh, Jesus Big brain. But yeah, turkeys yeah. are dangerous, and I felt like I was, uh, you know, those scenes in the movies when you have the character walking home, and then there's the street gang when they turn the corner, and they try to speed walk past, but the street gang's already seen them, and they know it's over for them. That's what I felt like. Mm. I felt like they were going to chase me down, and I was going to be their Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Oof. Oof. But uh, I made it out. I'm all right. I'm here. I made it out. <laughs> we are thankful that you made it out. Now I'm eating turkey. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying. <laughs> right? We got the to. Revenge is sweet they weren't even like the delicious. They weren't even like the chubby, delicious-looking turkeys. They were kind of skinny, and they looked like they were probably how turkeys are supposed to look before. Probably how turkeys right. are supposed to look. They looked like they were ready to get God down. Knows what else into them? Like, hormones. Mm 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 mm. But all right, I think we can call this Yusuf. Thank you for being here with us today. This has been a delight. Yes, thank you. Y'all, when thank are you we lifted? That's what I want to know. So when are we lifting? When are we lifting? Ooh, when, I mean, when? hey, right before we go shopping. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> My, man. <laughs> My man. Get that See? nice pump going before you guys go Right? Out. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, I, I've worked out with Uncle John. See, you need to work out with Yusuf. See, clearly. Uh, hey, Ooh. hey. He gonna, he, he, hey, you see how this man looks? Y'all know how I look. He gonna put me through the ringer. I already see it. Right. This is a buddy comedy. In the- <laughs> <laughs> right. right. But you, so where can the people find you, sir? Plug your socials. Do what you do. Let us know where oh. to find you, sir. Yeah, you can find me uh, personally on any uh, social media platform. Uh, it's just at Yusuf Magid, Y-O-U-S-S-E-F-M-A-G-U-I-D. Uh, and then I also stream for Ubisoft on Twitch.tv slash Ubisoft at uh, 10 a.m. Uh, on Wednesdays and Fridays, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Bet. I might have to start oh. catching out your streams in the morning, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. Come hang out. Just throw out weird facts just so he knows that it's you. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, everybody, thank you for joining us for another episode. As always, you can find us collectively at Rusty Rupees or Rusty Rupees on Twitter with two Ys because Twitter's some hoes. Hoes. You can follow me anywhere at XX. Justin. Uh, Road Ninja 23. Deontay. You can hi- find me hiding from literally everybody else on this podcast because they all have muscles and I'm <laughs> getting left behind. <laughs> or at 13 Cross. Spell it out. Don't be lazy. And Cameron. At Fly Richie, anywhere. Thank you. And remember, we also stream every weekday, Monday through Friday, except when Deontay can't on Mondays. That's besides the point. It's I just got to throw that shade. But you can find us at twitch.tv slash Bitch, I'm moving. I know. I just <laughs> had to throw some shade. <laughs> oh, by the way. I got a house, y'all. Let me show oh, you. Yes, right. Also, also yeah. congratulations yeah. to Cameron. First time, homo- first time homeowner. This man. Yes, sir. Hey, Congrats. Share that with the people. Thank you, thank you, sir. This man was acting whole kinds of different last night. Not closing stuff, <laughs> not <laughs> turning off lights, <laughs> not closing refrigerator doors. He was acting different. You, you, this man was over my house last night. He comes over. 
he he checks out. You see that box? I don't know if you can see it. Hold on, let's see if you, see if you can see it. I know I'll be quick. There's a Final <laughs> Fantasy motorcycle in that box right there. Mm, okay. He he wants to check it out, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, in his terms, he can't be bothered. <laughs> and so he, <laughs> and so after opening it, he then leaves to go out of the room, leaving the box open. Oh. <laughs> The disrespect. Oh my god. Oh my the, god. And, and, and Not then, one of my finest and, moments, Yusuf. I would I would and, never and, do this at your house, Yusuf. And and, and, th- and then he goes, uses my uses the facilities. Mm-hmm. And then proceeds not to turn off the light when he leaves, Yusuf. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Do you do you see do you see, and then Yusuf, the worst, the worst of all, he goes into my fridge and oh. doesn't close the door. Oh. Okay, in my defense, I pushed the fridge and it was ever so slightly open to the point that I couldn't see it from the angle that I was standing. That is why. Me standing right next to him sees that he didn't close the door just instinctively. You were on the the opening side of the fridge. You could see I was at the back end. Yusuf, he didn't didn't love me enough to make sure. Oh, God. Or I love you that much that I feel comfortable in your house, Justin. Is this oh, is this a new thing? Is this is a, this is a this is a, a post home ownership. Like this man, this is last night. This is last night. Bro, as like, soon as they were like, "Yes, you can. You, this house is yours." He came into my house. <laughs> Everything's and his did now. All this ridiculousness. <laughs> Yo, you didn't even notice. Like he took spit on your flip flops <laughs> that you keep at the door. You keep your flip flops by the door. He took the flip flops. Walked over toward your room and just left him in the hallway. They're no, still no, there. He did okay, that. No. no, no, those were no. his. Those he are his. He walked into my house no, no, no. with the his shoes on. on. No, I took them off at the door. When we went out to look for the dominoes, that's when I brought them back in. Right. Prior to that, they were at the door. <laughs> Might as well you pour baby powder on his hand and slap you in the face. <laughs> right? 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 I was tired. No, you weren't. Shut up. Right. I was tired. <laughs> That's it enough. This about Cam. We can end this episode. Now. I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's been said. Thank you, everybody, for checking us out. Another episode. We appreciate y'all. See Yo, you at the Yusuf, streams. Thanks for coming through, man. man. Yusuf, yeah, thank you, sir. This was a tough. Thank fun. you so much for coming through. This was a great time. We appreciate you. Come back anytime. You know, we'll probably bother you just because you know. Hey. <laughs> It's a good time. Sounds good. Beyond good and evil, threaten someone. <laughs> don't do that. Don't lose your job, please. Threaten someone. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't lose your Dig job. Dig up though. some <laughs> dirt. <laughs> lie, lie, cheats. Lie, cheats, Steve. And with that, uh, we'll, we'll fill you in on that, yeah. Yusuf, in a second. But yeah. until next time, everybody, thank you and stay rusty. Okay, bye. Stay, stay rusty. Stay rusty. Okay. Bye. bye.